What's up, Sassy Gamers? Today is April 1st, 2021, and we're here in our own houses, not in a studio, with Brian and Bruno. Yeah, go ahead, say something. Say something. Do it. I mean, I think most people figured that. But if you've never watched, they don't know. They, They think maybe they think we're all actually sitting in a room together. Maybe they think we live together. We have like a sass gamers house. One, you've actually met almost every person in our audience. Two, most people are smart enough that they know that most podcasts not being like these major vehicles of bringing in money and shit. Recording in front of a live audience. My live audience I mean, is, is you guys. Most people have already figured out this shit is not being done in a goddamn don't, studio. Don't be pulling the curtain. Leave the curtain where it's at. They don't know. This is definitely. No, I don't know what he's talking back. about. This is 100 percent a studio. Oh we have three cameras all aimed in separate directions. Three different sets of lighting in each quadrant. Oh, we have haptic suits too. three, three different. Uh, oh, shit. I forgot my lighting. I got to put that on. And you forgot uh-huh. your haptic suits. We have those. Oh, listen. I, I only wear the haptic suit from the waist down. As you should. I mean, why wouldn't you? Why would you do anything different? I mean, that's only it's good for. I mean, for. where else are you going to get vibrations like that? Good vibrations, even? The best vibrations. <laughs> the best. <laughs> <clears throat> so I guess oh, this is the intro man. section. So, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm dimmer for some shit. Oh, fuck. I'm Phoenix Nova. Oh, what yeah. The hell? Wait, you guys shouldn't contain each other or something. I don't know. This is weird. Uh, getting awkward. Um, usually. Yeah, it wasn't so getting awkward until nothing. you said that. But now now it's, it's awkward. It's, you, there's nothing you, different. This you fucking terrible. ruined it. What the hell are you talk about? It's not awkward. Uh, actually, awkward <laughs> is the fact that most people who work in a factory are going to lose their job soon. Uh, if you're familiar with a company called Boston Dynamics, they're making Again, new robots. Not, not awkward. More so depressing, but. Go yeah, on. they're making robot. Obviously, if you follow Boston Dynamics, you could look it up, he, but they're they're obviously making young. robots He's that jump and feelings. dance and fun things. <laughs> and uh, they're actually making one now that does warehouse uh, warehouse logistics. So it actually has like a sucker cup and it can like pick up packages on a conveyor belt and move them from from place to place. Uh, so that's going to be interesting here in the soon uh, future. So, uh, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, also interesting, uh, not me, but we have some news today. <laughs> And I will let I'll just stop talking and let Demir and take over. He has no news today. God, not him six at all. D's it's now. Just, it's just where oh, did the six D's come and from? And Anthem 2077 is getting to release next year <laughs> for CD Projekt Red and yeah. Bioware. It's going to be going to be great. Um, they're going to announce multiplayer functionality, but then when the game does fucking terribly, they're going to pretend that it didn't exist and just cancel the whole thing. Um, yeah, <clears throat> not a joke. <laughs> so uh, which one's real? Which one's fake? Happy April Fools. Speaking of uh, successful companies in gaming um, that also ended in tragedy, uh, <laughs> there was a police bus for the world's biggest video game cheat operation. Um, r- roughly $76 million in revenue was made by the organization in question, which charged subscription subscription fees to clients for cheats um, for games such as Overwatch and Call of Duty uh, Mobile. Uh, I hope that it's not just Call of Duty Mobile and they made money off of the real Call of Duty because if they made $76 million selling cheats for a mobile game, then I I'm, I really should just switch professions. Uh, listen, <clears throat> well, you got to remember too, mobile games make so much money. <laughs> yeah. That and they <sighs> also tend to be very big worldwide. Right. Yeah, where I mean, there's there's good chunks of the world where the majority of the people, their gaming machine is their phone. Yeah, it's very true for whatever reasons. And so, yeah, it makes sense. I'm I got I, like, oh, I didn't set up Chrome. I'll set that up real quick because I'm looking at this picture. And if they there's 76 million in revenue, blah, blah, blah. And, and we all know revenue is not profits. Um, that that must be just from that game, and they must have other revenue too. Because what the hell? I'm looking at uh, I don't know, fifteen million dollars worth of cars right yeah, there. Well, Police's assets were in, forty six in a garage. Dollars. Yeah, it's almost like like GTA <clears throat> garage. Like so, that's what that used to look like for me when I was playing. Like that's yeah. I mean, 
if if they only made seventy six million dollars, they're living in a damn shack because they spent all of it on this garage and this cars, pretty yeah. much. Um, forty six million dollars assets. <laughs> What's interesting though is that it was like led by Chinese police and then and then obviously Tencent, who is like huge in obviously mobile gaming and all of other gaming in the world. Um, I thought that was interesting that there were the ones kind of behind it because these are their games most likely that are getting behind affected. it. Yeah, um, you don't. It's Tencent. You don't fuck yeah. with Papa they Tencent. They probably had their personal corporate PMC coming in there right with the cops, just fucking like goddamn guns out right with the cops. Just, just guns I mean, out Tencent. with corporate military. The cops are actually owned by them. Yeah, exactly. Well, they have to log two uh, well, hours. No, no, because the cops are incompetent. Like I said, they they got their own PMC, <clears throat> and and they just walked in with that. Um, so yeah, I mean, they, they got shut down. They seized 46 million in assets. Um, it was of course, um, backed by Tencent. Uh, they've essentially, essentially the deal is like, this is now becoming a problem, right? Esports is becoming a larger thing. Online tournaments have become really popular and have saturated the esports industry in the last, like, you know, few years. Um, oh, there's background music potentially playing. <laughs> um sometimes <laughs> but um you gotta think right with covid on all these tournaments being online it gives people a really easy time at at essentially cheating in tournaments and hopefully not getting caught if they play their cards right um so now that it's become an actual problem they're going to treat it as such like almost like a different version of doping but for esports yeah so, <clears throat> There you go. Yeah, here's the times we live in. This is them. Here we are. So we made it. Yeah, right. We're here. We've arrived. Yeah. And actually, the fact that we're here and we've arrived means we're past the times of uh, previous times, like PlayStation 3 and PlayStation Vita. Uh, you know, the Switch before the Switch, like the little PSP thing that nobody probably got. Uh, anyway, the PlayStation Store uh, for the, the PlayStation fuck? 3. PSP was a good sign. I had a PSP. I had a PSP. But then PlayStation Vita came out and it's like nobody really even got that, which I heard was also really good, but just it never really took off. Um, but anyway, the PlayStation Store for PlayStation 3 and the Vita are actually closing down um, on August 27th of this year. Uh, I'm sorry, on July 2nd with the store um, for the Vita devices closing on August 27th. Uh, what that means is you'll not be able to buy any more DLC. Um, you won't be able to buy any uh, new games or anything. Uh, and eventually it will be shut down completely where you won't be able to do anything from the stores. Uh, so don't get scared. This is still a PlayStation store on PlayStation four and five is still open. Um, they're just kind of getting past the max life of, you know, their older consoles that they just aren't really well, going to be supporting I, at this point anymore. The max life, they supported the PSP till now, but they're shutting the Vita down now. The Vita came out years later the Vita's yeah. only it's not it's, very old it's not even it's not even 10 years old i would say seven maybe maybe six six or seven years old february 2012 yeah so eight so nine, it's actually. it's it's not even 10 years old which is crazy that they're shutting it down um well i guess i don't think it really took off though like the psp i think had a lot of potential and i think it probably had it was more well received because there wasn't really a handheld item I mean, out there but the PlayStation Vita 15 to 16 good, million units didn't really um, go anywhere. Well, and it's weird, too, because they're not just like we make it sound so easy. Oh, they're shutting it down. You won't be able to buy any more stuff. Well, they've got a freaking Excel spreadsheet looking shit of what you can and cannot do after this, because, <clears throat> for instance, yeah, you can't buy any more digital games. You can't buy, you know, the digital DLC unless those games or those DLCs are crossplay with like a PS4 because then you can buy the PS4 version and then it goes back to the Vita. Like you can do that. And you'll still be able to do that. And you can't buy any more of these things unless you have already in your wallet a certain amount of, I don't know, PlayStation bucks or whatever the hell they're calling them, right? V-Bucks. And if you have those in there that you can then... Uh, you can't buy any more of those. You can't put any more in your wallet, but you can spend what's in your wallet on these digital items. So that's confusing as hell. Yeah. If you already own these items, you'll still be able to download any of these items. So all the doubt, like it's weird what they're turning off and what they're not turning off. And, and don't get me wrong. 
they should leave on the ability to keep downloading the stuff that you own because it's like, well, own as much yeah. as you own any game these days with EULAs. Um, and then it goes just, uh, it, it gets so incredibly deep and convoluted. It's just crazy. They talk about message exchange service between PS3 and other platforms. Uh, and in reality, most of this, most of this shit, none of us are going to care about because we either don't use that item anymore or don't have it anymore. But while the PSP is a very old console with what we're talking about here, they did make a digital only version of it. You couldn't put physical games into it. Hmm. Could you imagine going to like a flea market going, oh, yeah, PSP. Oh, these were these things were wicked back in the day. Then, yeah. Man, I'd love to get one of these for like super cheap. And you take it home as digital only. And you can't do dick with it because you can't download anything. You can put some music on it, most likely. I know the PSP you could. I don't know about Vita, but you could at least like load some music. It's just a handheld device at that point. A but phone that's how it goes now, right? Like that's what we're going towards. And I think now we finally like we were peaking in the term that we're we're getting to a point where that's going to be an issue for resale of consoles. Like I have the PS five digital yeah. edition and I purchased that fully aware that the resale ability on that system is essentially zero. Like eight years from now, nobody's going to fucking want a digital PS five. It's going to be useless. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're not going to be able to buy. Yeah. They're not going to be able to buy super cheap exactly. discs out of the, from their flea market because either one or two things is going to happen with the digital sales. Either they turn off the store like they did, like they did with the uh, PSP oh, yeah. and the Vita. Is that how you feel? Yeah. Well, I, like I have two fingers up. I had to drop one of them down for like the yeah. one point that I was talking about. Yeah. yeah okay. Or, yeah. or even worse, the digital freaking content is not going to go on sale it's going to cost just as much as when it was brand new fucking digital content yeah <laughs> but i mean another i thing love is, digital like, content but it's just a work for everyone when you think when like when you look at it now if these companies stick to what they've been doing now like what the ps5 and xbox have done with backwards compatibility it may very well be that the resale on all these consoles is going to be shit because nobody's going to want to repurchase right. like these old consoles when the because new one is going to play all the same things, which in turn is something that they should strive towards because it means that most people will shell out more money for the new version rather than buying something old that's going to play less games than what the new I've said it play, before, so. and it seems like at least that's the way that Microsoft is going, is the whole concept of selling consoles like you're selling phones, especially iPhones. Eventually your iPhone slows down enough and doesn't play the newest games that are coming out that you just go out you buy a new iPhone yep. and it plays all your old games and it's, it's faster. So it plays the new games too. Yep. Sony hasn't quite jumped on that bandwagon as much, but they're a little bit there too. <clears throat> yeah. But this isn't something new. Obviously companies do this all the time. I mean, even like Nintendo with the Wii mm -hmm. and stuff, same thing. Like they don't really have a whole lot of content left. Um, in the stores and stuff. So it's, it's isn't new, but well, for PlayStation, it's at least for those consoles are disappearing. It, it just begs the question of why they're doing it, because it's certainly that's they're, they're leaving up the download stuff so you can get it. And some people are hypothesizing that there is crap baked into how the store was built that couldn't change as long as they were supporting this older hardware. And that to do the changes and modernize it, they had to drop some of this older hardware off so Makes that sense. they could do things like get a better patching system <clears throat> that, you know, where, you know, right, right now you download 128 meg patch for apex legends and it takes, you know, a couple of minutes to download, but it takes 30 minutes within your brand new <laughs> PS five with an SSD to do its copy function and actually patch, you know, so, and, and some people are theorizing that that some of the stuff that they're trying to clean out and modernize is going to maybe help with that or help with other things. And one of the things they had to do is they had to drop off this older hardware. Yeah. But I do not know enough to know for certain. That's for sure. Yeah. 
what I do know is that it's not the only thing being canceled. Yep. Uh, and this is no shock to Zeissian at all. No. And no not. shock to Demurian, I'm sure. And really, let's be honest, was not a shock to me while I was holding out hope that maybe we would get enough vaccinations out there that we could have a PAX East this year. I knew that the odds were against it. And yeah, they finally announced PAX East 2021 is going to be canceled. Uh, is the first PAX East canceled because they did have PAX East 2020. It was one of the last of the large gaming conventions yeah. right before COVID right hit. Right before, yeah. Uh, really hit hard. Uh, so yeah, they, they announced it's going to be canceled. Uh, they said that they're cautiously optimistic. I always love when people use that phrase. I, I, mm. first time I ever heard that phrase was when I was you know working in the industry that, that we work in. Uh, and just always love that phrase, cautiously optimistic. Uh, but that PAX West and PAX Unplugged will proceed as planned with in-person festivities September 3rd through the 6th for West and December 10th through the 12th for Unplugged. I think Unplugged has got a better chance. Yeah. West, uh, well, I think September is still kind of pushing it for the number of people that, that you're going to want to travel to that thing you know, 70 to 80,000 people, right. um, hotels and close proximity. And like, I mean, you're not going to be checking vaccination cards at the door for something like that big. So, you know, it's a crapshoot who's walking in there and who is, you know, who's vaccinated, who hasn't had time to vaccinate, who's an anti-vaxxer, who's walking around and wanting to be typhoid marrying and affect as many people as they can, because, they think it's not all that bad. And it's, I mean, who? I'm not going to get into the politics here. There's all kinds of different groups out there. And when you open up your doors to 80,000 people, you're going to get all kinds of groups. Yeah. Um, but, and some people aren't going to be feeling safe about that. Right. And with that, uh, you know, obviously last year, you know, we kind of started this during all of this. Um, so we will be covering the conventions again, whether they're digital or in person. Uh, and PAX East will be obviously the first one we're coming up on. Uh, we haven't heard anything lately from MemoCon here in Atlanta, but I'm going to go ahead and assume that they're going to cancel as well, uh, being that there's yeah. typically theirs is an end of May uh, around that area. Uh, and then obviously DragonCon uh, announced today because of April Fool's uh, said they found their new location of the venue, which was on Mars. Uh, so that was good. Um, so <laughs> I'm assuming if this all goes the same way, most likely it's going to be another digital year. Uh, with potentially like unplugged at the end of the year or uh, even uh, I don't even know about DreamHack this year if they're going to end up doing something. But potentially those the later in the year ones may end up doing something. Maybe. In um, person. But what I am and excited that's, about. That's that is that is the interesting thing is because uh, because Paxis got canceled. What they did announce as well is that they are going to return with Pax online. So it's an all online event. Last year, it was nine days solid, which was absolutely insane. They were able to pull it off because they were combining Australia's packs and Seattle's packs at the same time. So they basically were able to cover each other's hours uh, for panels and stuff like that. This year, it's only going to be July 15th to 18th. So it's going to be just a normal three day packs online. I'm looking forward to that just because they did some innovative innovative things last time that for coining a phrase that we're based off of kept my attention, yeah. got my attention and kept my attention and made it interesting. Even though for the most part, I'm sitting at my desk and looking at a monitor in totally different from the normal dragon con or PAX experience where you like meet with your friends and you go around and look at the new crazy shit and look at this over here and look at these crazy costumes and, you know, drink some drinks over here and, you know, and having it completely different like that, but still be interesting and kind of get that family slash home feel that I normally get out of PAX was pretty cool. So the so looking the, forward, the super thing that I'm excited about is the fact that this is the second year that most of these are going to do digital. So hopefully with PAX being number one last year, I would say by a long shot, they of course online PAX was not a new thing. 
Like they have done thing. They've done a lot of content online during PAX anyway. Um, so going full digital for them wasn't very much different than what they've already done. And they just incorporated a lot more. Um, whereas all the other conventions had to kind of figure it out and see what they could do and put teams together and decide on what they're going to show, what content, who's going to show up. And so I'm excited to see what happens this year with the other conventions that, you know, hopefully took notes on what things were happening and what PAX did and what um, what Dragon Con did, what Comic Con did, and, uh, and be able to pull something off uh, a little better this year. Uh, and then the other thing with that is this may be a little different year because of the vaccinations going out. Um, you know, the CDC guidelines now say you can hang out with a few people that are vaccinated. Um, so potentially, you know, maybe we won't have these large crowds of people being able to hang out together. But maybe, you know, me and you could hang out and uh, be able to watch it from our living room for one of the Saturday night events or something. So that uh, that's one of the things it'll be a different experience, but it'll be a little different than even the year before. Um, but ultimately, mm -hmm. you know, it's going to be online. It's going to be something that we'll have to, you know, just deal with until until we can finally get into large crowds again and uh, potentially want to hang out with people. Sucks. I don't Absolutely. find myself ever getting excited for digital conventions. I just I couldn't get into it. They just I don't know. It took something away from it. That, oh, it like, definitely takes something away. Like it, it, takes, it takes too much away from us. But I mean, also, when we go to conventions, we go to conventions to like be there as like vendors or like in Savannah's case, like mm -hmm. a guest and like, like even if you showed up in some fashion to sell online, it's not the same, right? Like you can't, yeah. You, like it takes a lot away from the people who make conventions as interesting to go to as they are because right. like you don't get to interact the same way with your fans. Um, and I guess that goes yeah, both not the ways. same way. The discord, the discord helped yeah. with that. But like you said, it's not the same way. Yeah. It's like you, you, I mean, you maybe could do some of the things. Uh, it would be a little difficult to have a fan come up and say, Oh yeah. Can you like do a quick character of me? And like, you know, here's 35 bucks or something like that. And you could still figure some of that out, that out electronically, but it's, it's just not the same thing. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not the same as like them being like, Hey, can I take a picture with you? And can you like, can you also like then, like autographs or whatever, yeah. like in, everything like, that I'm buying. From yeah. 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 The discord helps, but it's the same, same along the lines that that is like having that many people in a discord, it becomes very like chaotic, chaotic. And the and yeah. Like when you're, you can't really have a casual conversation. Like you would even going to a convention where you meet well, some cool people, you talk to them. Incredibly and, hard yeah. to police. Yeah, and the, the nice thing, the nice thing with PAX's discord is I saw it was very similar to a PAX, you know, uh, yeah, I, the name escaped my mind, uh, the panel, PAX panel, uh, because there was only a small percentage of people there watching it that actually wanted to talk, even though Discord made it easier for people to talk, mm. you know, took away some barriers, right? You didn't have to get up in front of everybody and stand in front of a mic and, you know, like, and then talking into a mic is very disconcerting because the sound system, the way it works, you know, you get the delay. So you hear your own voice really loud and it like screws up. Height. And there's all that bullshit that gets taken away from it. But I saw that it was pretty much still a sm very small percentage of people that wanted to interact and wanted to talk. So that helped. And then they, they, a lot of times they kind of did a, you know, virtual mic line system as well, where, you know, people, okay, it's your turn to ask a question and they, or submit your questions with the at to me. And then I will actually ask those questions to the panelists. You know, that was some of the ways that they could do it. Well, um, again, different. Yes. What's interesting is that discord actually just released this a few days ago. I added you, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, they actually have a new feature oh. um, that's an AMA feature. Um, so it's, nice. it's up to a thousand people can join. It's all the uh, audio only, um, but you can have a speaker. Everyone else is muted. And then they were are, are able to um, carry on like an AMA scenario where you can have certain people talk and certain people can be moderators. Um, everybody can listen and only two speakers or one speaker. Um, wow. So with that, of course, with packs, like I could see that being super helpful because um, that was another thing, too, is how are they going to do all these AMAs? How are they going to have these panels? How are they going to have? you know, guests to ask questions. And that was one of the things that some people did uh, pre-recorded. Some of them did kind of live like on YouTube and, uh, you know, questions like you said, at somebody, and then maybe they'll ask the question or not. Uh, so I think Discord's going to help out with that a lot. Of course, they know 
uh, Discord knows that they have uh, a lot of traffic uh, because of conventions and, and all the rest of everything happening with the world of Corona. Um, so I think that's going to be interesting to see what they use that for this year as well. Absolutely. And for those at home playing, got your attention, bingo. That's three <laughs> with that's from Zycia. Oh, good. And you also you also have the center square of Brian does massive pauses and lots of ums and forgets what he's going to say mid-sentence. Good. Is there a bonus square for Bruno or no? <laughs> I'm sure there is. Uh, we haven't reached that that level of rant yet, though. Yeah, that's true. So anyway, we'll uh, like I said, we'll be covering the conventions this year. And uh, oh, yeah, whoever comes first is who we'll be covering. So stay tuned for that. Well, stay tuned, but there's more to talk about. Like, you know, I thought you were going to lead off with the news about lost code. There's Zycia. I don't think so, but I was I could. I mean, so if you're fans of a game called Ninja Gaiden, uh, it's originally released on the NES. So the old NES uh, Ninja Gaiden one and two, I believe uh, it's a little ninja guy. And the, the, the thing that actually I remember playing this as a kid was the intro to the initial the original game uh, was very sad. And obviously, no spoilers because this game is like forever old, but uh, it's like yeah. basically a kid reading a, a letter. And then he has a sword and he's like reading this letter from his father who basically like it shows them in the in a field running towards each other. And they both like these two ninjas jump and then they both like fall down and then one end up dying. And it's like his father left him a sword and he has to carry out his legacy for his father. And I was like playing this as a kid, just like, oh, my God, this is so sad. And uh, had to get vengeance and uh, really neat game. Uh, definitely one of its kind, first of its kind uh, in that style. Um, but uh, but anyway, so and they've obviously made uh, other um, adaptations later. Uh, like I think it was on PlayStation three, actually, uh, or maybe two. Uh, they put the out the new, Xbox. Yeah, they put out the new uh, version of Ninja Gaiden, which actually was turned out to be one of the hardest games that you could ever play and beat almost like uh, Dark Souls. In Massively sense. hard. Um, there was a couple of bosses. I mean, literally, that were literally, we you, you can draw a line from the Ninja Gaidens uh, on those, you know, on the original Xbox right to like Super Meat Boy. Yeah, just insanity with the the movement, the bouncing off walls, the the platforming, the insane speed, the difficulty level. Uh, just crazy, but they're remaking them. They're they're coming out with a Ninja Gaiden one, two, and three remake. Uh, but some eagle-eyed fans were really kind of interested when they looked into it because they're like, "Wait a minute, what you're showing there for Ninja Gaiden one and Ninja Gaiden two are actually from Ninja Gaiden Sigma, which itself was a remake of the originals for a for later consoles," and. When approached about that, uh, they kind of like Square Enix was kind of like, uh, yeah, we 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 lost the code for those originals. Oops. <laughs> yeah, that's a big and fucking oops. <clears throat> yeah. And it seems so crazy that you're like, oh, you, what do you mean you lost the code? Yeah, I mean, we got cloud backups these days. We got like multi terabyte drives that we pick up and we just drop tons of code on and or, or tons of backups, photos and anything. And really it's yeah, no companies lose code like this all the time. It's actually insane. This is just like the most recent one. Um, I said Square Enix there, but that's actually, uh, it was not Square Enix doing that. But I said that cause Square Enix recently, was uh, doing preservation plans for a lot of their games. And, you know, this is a news story actually from 2019. And they said, hey, I'm embarrassed to admit it, but in some cases we don't know where the code is anymore because this is just a common thing for these older games where when they were made, it was mostly tape backup. And... Mm -hmm. It's removable media and that media has to be labeled and put somewhere and gets put into literally filing cabinets and people move offices and sometimes they toss filing cabinets or sometimes they leave something behind. I even heard of one. Uh, yeah, Starcraft source code was lost by Blizzard. 
there was problems with the Final Fantasy VIII remaster because of lost source code. I heard of one company that when they were moving buildings, that they had taken binders that they had placed floppy disks into with a bunch of their self source code. And as a joke, they took copies of it and put it up into the raised ceiling <laughs> before they vacated the premises, <laughs> which depending on the remodeling plans of the new company, they might've just come in and said, Oh yes, it looks great. We just got to move some walls around. We are not going to mess with the ceiling and it could still be up there. Or it could be that they tore the whole thing down and some construction workers like, Oh, here's some more trash and just threw it out. Look at uh, how far so it's come. actually quite funny from a time period where you could lose all of your original code because you didn't pay attention where you put the tapes that it was saved on to a time yeah. when CD project red doesn't even have to back up their own code because hackers literally <laughs> take it and make copies for them. Oh yeah. 2021. I mean, I mean, wow. At least on the internet, it'll live forever. We've really progressed now. You don't even have to back up your own code because people will just steal it from you and do it themselves. Yeah. I, I think one of the, one of the great ones that I had heard of, and this is, this is a story back in 2017. Cause again, this has been happening for years and years and years. It's just, we don't hear about it too often was <clears> the whole Icewind Dale stuff. So, BioWare ended up, uh, whether creating or handing over data, you know, to companies, but they, they ended up with a lot of the source code from the early D and D games, uh, golden, going back to, I believe even the gold box games, which were some of the early games. So they had Icewind Dale, they had the original Baldur's Gates, you know, they had all these games. And so they were working on, uh, they were searching through their archives, see what they had access to and, you know, handing stuff over to Wizards of the Coast from Atari. And they found everything. They found Icewind Dale. They never found the source code for Icewind Dale 2. You can go out to GOG right now and buy Icewind Dale 2 and play the game. But no one knows where the source code of is it. So every time they've been remastering like, Icewind Dale and Baldur's Gates. And they just did that, you know, just a couple of years ago and did a whole big old release. Everyone was really mad because the Icewind Dale 2 was a really good story. It was a really good game, but they couldn't remaster it. And they said, no, it's just too expensive for us to rebuild it from scratch. It was released in 2002. No one knows where the original code is. And, and for that matter, they probably don't even have the original artwork. So they don't have like any of the high resolution artwork that they downscale downsampled for the game or anything like that. So yeah, yeah. this is pretty if, common thing. If you're interested in some of this stuff too, if you have Netflix, there's an, a documentary on there called uh, high score uh, and they actually cover some of this stuff. So there was a game uh, game maker. His name was um, Ryan best. And uh, he was actually known in the LGBTQ uh, area. Uh, he made a game called gay blade. And uh, it was a huge popular success because it was like the first like almost FPS, like a first person dungeon crawler kind of game. Um, but it was like, you know, being a gay person and like having to like battle for your rights kind of thing. And at the time, like the enemy was apparently uh, one of like the, the representatives or somebody that was actually against uh, the movement and all that fun stuff. But uh, so a lot of like that, that uh, community was definitely like about the game. And eventually what he announced is that he lost the code. Uh, he couldn't find it after relocating a couple times like it, it just disappeared. And this is, you know, back in the I think it was early 80s, uh, early 90s, uh, basically. So he uh, he actually reached out on the Internet and was like, hey, but anybody that's got this game because he released it, I think, for free. Uh, he's like, anybody has this game, if you could somehow send it back to me so I could at least get the game files again. Um, and I think I don't know if it was actually I can't remember if it actually was found. Um, but that was the, the point was they were trying to, to figure that out because it's stuff that like this happens all the time. And especially like early days of video games. Also, there's not oh, a lot yeah. of people making these games like small studios. This guy is a one person job. So yep. there right. is no other people to like maybe potentially have a backup for it. Um, so yeah, it definitely happens yeah. a lot. You don't hear about it and, as and much nowadays. Buyouts, but one of the buyouts make it so incredibly difficult <laughs> because there, there's games that people want to do remakes of that they want to do like sequels of and stuff like that. And they can't because they don't even know much less the source code. They don't even know who 
owns the rights to the games because a lot of this stuff wasn't digital. This was contracts and paperwork that was stored in filing cabinets and a company goes under and shit goes to the four winds. And sometimes somebody's like, Oh, I just, I bought this block of stuff from this company and, and they may own the rights, but they may not even have the paperwork that shows that they own the rights. Cause they may not have the original contracts anymore. Yep. And they, they, on top of not even knowing that they own the rights to a game. So some of these people ask, well, why don't they bring back this fantastic franchise? Well, some cases they can't cause no one knows who owns it. Yeah. Another large one was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think silent Hill got hit by a similar issue. They tried to make like an HD remake and it really sucked. And uh, that's when it was announced that the Silent Hill source, like original code for th- two and three was just gone. They don't have it anymore. Yeah. Which essentially, I think that it's was amazing. like the nail in the coffin. Like that, that killed the franchise entirely. Like they, they could never recover from it. So like even like franchises that do super well, like super, super well get impacted by the same thing. It's like a little bit of negligence yeah. and just a little bit of just generic corporate bullshit. And that's all it takes to extinguish an entire <laughs> entire project line. Yep. And there's your Demuren says bullshit <laughs> on your bingo pad. There you oh, go. Right. If anybody has bingo, let us know. Actually, we already have a bingo in the chat, so that's good. Um, but anyway, uh, oh, nice. Give us a few minutes. We're going to take a break and uh, we'll be back with uh, more stuff after the short message from Phoenix. Enjoy. We've got to re-record that. We say that every single time and it never happens. We've got to re-record that. That thing's terrible. And we're back. <laughs> so uh, what we've been playing this week, we played Game of the Moment uh, because of Phoenix's recommendation, I guess you could say, from last week about Loop Hero. Uh, we decided to play it this week recommendation well, well let me all i did was talk about it you, you talked about downloaded it. it installed it before i was even done talking about true it. and actually we played it basically all through the weekend and even up into up until uh tuesday where we played it on game of the moment uh so if you didn't listen to his review last week feel free to go back and listen to uh, you know the general consensus of what the game is like the game is very it's a it's definitely a hero simulator. You are a yes. dungeon crawler simulator because it's like you're management not, hero right. management yeah. simulator M- management. That's what I'm, I'm actually looking for. Um, but yeah, it's it's literally that like your little character goes around the loop uh, and you don't control it fighting. It just fights and you just all you're doing is trying to give it the right like the armor, the weapons, the, the rings, the amulets and stuff. You're just trying to make sure he has yeah. the best of that. And outside of that, you're also wanting to make sure he picks up a lot of things. Um, so, again, you can check it out by by your dropping new things in his way or right, her way. by dropping it's actually female. It's female. It could be female or male, whichever. Um, what? The, the character's clearly female. Oh, I thought it was a man. This long hair. This this explains a lot. Maybe that's what you. it is. I thought it was a man. Anyway, um, I don't look at that, <laughs> man. I don't look at gender. OK. But uh, but yeah, the <laughs> game is beautiful. Comeback. The game is it. definitely awesome. Go check out if you're into that type of game. Uh, if you're also into this game, I recommend another game called uh, it's a tabletop card game called Boss Monster, and oh, very yes. similar to that because in that game you are the boss, the monster, and you're trying to entice adventurers to come into your you know your cave, your dungeon, and uh, the whole idea is if you're playing in a group like three or four people. Whoever has the most enticing um, dungeon to the actual adventurers, the adventure goes there. But just because you have the most enticing doesn't mean it's the most dangerous, meaning that the adventurers can eventually go through and kill you. So you have to have a good mix of being able to uh, have a nice enticing dungeon, but at the same time have enough to where you can kill the adventurers. And uh, very much like this, where you're trying to keep the balance of I want my adventure to live and have enough health to be able to defeat the boss. But at the same time, I want it to be able to pick up you know, a lot of different new items along the way. And whether you're mm-hmm. powering through, you just, you know, you're going to nope out the last minute and just collect a bunch of stuff. Or are you trying to like strategize and, you know, put your cards in a certain way that you can make it to the boss with the most amount of like abilities to be able to defeat it. So really neat yeah. game. If you're into this type of management style game, because it is definitely not with, a, a game for most people who play RPGs. I would not say this yeah. is a FPS. And this is not anything like that. Like you're, this is a different type of game. 
and with an incredible, incredible amount of depth. Like yeah. even though Mike had been playing it for multiple days, by the time we got to the game of moment Tuesday, um, all of us were at different levels of knowledge. All of us had different strategies. All of us had different things of like, Oh, if you put this tile by this tile, this happens. And, uh, and Mike was like, what the hell is this? I never even seen this before. And we're like, ah, ha ha. Okay. That's cool. And, you know, and even I was doing that when I got like the scorch worms and shit. Yeah. I was like the, the ghost, uh, there's a ghost of a ghost. What? <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, there's one after that too. That's what I heard, but I tried to forget that. But thanks for reminding Still me. Still another level <laughs> after ghost of a ghost. No, uh, it just, it's, it's got a lot of strategy depth to it. Yeah. So while it sounds kind of boring, you're like, oh, it's a hero management simulator. Like it sounds so goofy, weird, but there's just all these different tasks you can do between building the base and then laying out your tiles on the map to equipping your character and the interaction between all of those things and other layers makes it really interesting for hours and hours. Like a single session will typically last an hour. Yeah. And time flies. I will say, but they could translate this into a card game fairly easily. Like this could be a card game without a doubt. Like there's, there's, there's a, there's definitely a way to translate that. Um, and, definitely and I will second that. boss monster and boss monster Two are some yeah. fantastic games. And the artwork is the same and thing too. We're going to have more to talk about loop hero next week. Cause Demiran says he's got a small novel that he wants to talk about this game. So we're, uh, we probably won't talk too much more today about it. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, right now, 1499 on steam. Uh, you can pick it up right now. Uh, fairly cheap. I mean, for what it is, I definitely already feel like I've made my 15 bucks out of it. So if you're interested go check it out, uh, if you're interested in the tabletop game, you can pretty much get that anywhere. Um, so you can either order online or whatever. And I think that one's about roughly the same price, like 1599. And, uh, but both are looking, they are both in the, like the eight bit style, um, like 16 mm-hmm. bit style, uh, 16 bit, uh, what do you call it? Design. So that's, that's the art style you're seeing on that. Um, other than that this week, I actually did play something else. Uh, Kept it retro, I guess, because we talked about me playing other games last week that were old school. And uh, what I picked up this week is because of the Xbox Game Pass, they do have the EA uh, Play Pass now. And uh, because of EA Play, I went on there and looked through all of the old games they had. They have all the Star Wars old games and like it's just craziness, um, which I've already eyed a few of those to play as well. But uh, what I ended up playing was Command and Conquer Remastered. Uh, and I used to be a huge Command and Conquer fan back when originally they were out. Uh, I loved RTSs for that reason, got into Company Heroes because of that reason. And uh, so I played the Command and Conquer Remastered. I played the Red Alert. So I played Red Alert Remastered, essentially. Um, they did this with like another game. I can't remember which it was, but the, you can actually hit the space bar to switch between old graphics and new graphics, uh, which I thought was really interesting. So you could like literally see what it used to look like. And then when you put it to now updated graphics, it's what I thought it looked like back then when I remember it. Uh, so I got to play it all in HD. It was awesome. I got to build my base and initially get my shit kicked in um, on the first initial wave of the enemy because it's what they usually do. They just bombard you at first. And then I built up my resources, built up my resources, built up my army and then just walked right in, dropped an A-bomb and then just wiped them out. And, uh, and that's typically how it goes. But it was really cool. Definitely uh, gave me the nostalgia again to be able to play it again. I'll probably will be playing it more. Um, as time goes on, I may even stream it. I don't even know if I will or not, but I do have a good time with it. Uh, and maybe I will. So we'll see anything else for you. Uh, yeah. Uh, cause you played it with us. Uh, we played. Oh, Among right. Us. And we played Phasmophobia, yeah, us. actually. <laughs> That's true. Uh, a couple so games. we played Among Us again and it has had some updates recently, uh, including a new map. Uh, the new map is. Oh boy, it, it actually brings a lot to it because yeah, it's, it's not just this new, it's complex. It's got some, ooh, just some changes in it, some different type of tasks that you do. Yeah. There's even some Easter eggs in it that I didn't find, but I've read a little bit about. Uh, looks very interesting from the Easter egg perspective, but plays fun as heck. We actually got uh, Mrs. Phoenix into it as well 
uh, better known as Venus. And she had never played Among Us ever before. She bought it that day. She downloaded it. She installed it. And she played with us and got to be on winning teams occasionally. Uh, And even when she lost, as when the one time that she was the imposter, still she had a blast. So that game's still out there, still fun to play. Uh, And then Phasmophobia. Well, it's free on Xbox Game Pass. Uh, and I want to talk about one last thing on that was that I the last game we played um, our friend of the podcast and person we usually game with secret Asian man. Um, I'm doing a task. I see him pop out of an elevator. So I am running away from him. He sees me. He starts chasing me and I'm and on this new airship. There's a lot of different ladders you can climb. There's like these like platforms that move back and forth. So you kind of get you can kind of get space between you and somebody else. And uh, so I immediately started climbing the ladder. He was right after me and I got to exactly where if you've played before, there's the meeting room where you can hit the button to call a meeting. And uh, as I get there, I'm slapping the button, slapping the button and it's not doing anything. And it's because the power is apparently out. So I can't call a meeting and he's standing right next to me. And I'm just slapping the button, slapping the button. And then finally his kill timer goes and I'm sitting there hoping like, come on, somebody put the power on. And then he immediately kills me. Uh, right there at the button and then fast forward uh, to like one of the last people alive uh, is trying to run around to find what's going on gets to the meeting room and goes oh my god there's a dead body on the button what the hell happened here <laughs> somebody was trying to report something and it's like I'm sitting there quiet going like damn it that was me like I'm trying like oh man it was it was very fun uh, actually we did end up winning that one uh, the uh, um, it was actually my wife Rebe she actually it came down to her between James the Great and Secret Asian and uh, uh, Secret decided to say something that triggered her in a way that he, he she confronted him with a, a true or false statement that was going to destroy the friendship between them. And uh, if he didn't answer it correctly, <laughs> uh, she was going to. To which he stayed silent. Yeah. So she and, took that as you yep. are guilty, mofo. You were definitely guilty. And she definitely killed him. And we won. So that was pretty neat. So. Uh, but yeah, Among Us is still a lot rejected. of fun. Go check it out. It's free on Xbox Game Pass, free on mobile, and then it's like $4.99 on Steam or something. It's something really low and crazy. You should definitely go check it out. Phasmophobia. Phasmophobia. You had a blast with that. I wouldn't say I had a blast, but I would say I enjoy it for like small doses, like having like a few games and then I'm out, then I'm pretty good because I usually get one good scare and then I'm usually out <laughs> after that. I'm like, all right, I'm done. I got scared. We're good here. Um, and you were having ca- fun trolling because you were like, like the TV turned on next to me and that was the ghost. And then you're like looking around and you're like, Ooh, remote control. And you're like all <laughs> sly and pick up the remote control, <laughs> which I saw the TV turning off and on. And I, first thing I looked down was, is the remote control there? Because I had already seen the remote control and thought about it myself. And I'm like, oh, the remote control's gone. And your wife's like, oh my god, the TV's flickering. I'm like, no, it's it's your husband. He's he's me. trolling you. <laughs> no, yeah, but we played again, not just because to play it, which is a good enough reason because it is a fun game. Yeah. But on top of that, they did do some releases. They did do some updates. The ghost is really good at hunting you down now. Yes. Regardless, if you go into other rooms, it's really good at that. Uh, It definitely hunted us down. (laughs) It hunted me down when I went to another room and hid in a corner and turned off my light. It found me and took me out. Uh, The tasks that you have to do have been, the variety has been really put in there with. It's no longer like, okay, take a picture of the ghost or be there for a ghost event. Sure. Those are still there, but now they got stuff like, Hey, one of your members has to survive a ghost hunt. Yeah. Or your or, sanity has to be as or, a collective whole has to be below 25%. Yeah. Like your sanity a, has yeah, to be below 25% average sanity average. level now. So that was interesting. That was amazing. Uh, the other good one was you have to save one of your party members from a ghost hunt, which was Absolutely hysterical when three of us just troop right in there and secret Asian got the crucifix. So he's the only person that could save anyone from a, from a ghost hunt. And the ghost hunt starts and me and Ray Bay are looking around going, where's secret? And he's all like outside. Yep. <laughs> he's like, peace bitches. I'm out of here. 
And so like the one person that could save us was gone. But uh, no, it was very interesting where it had all these new types of things that they could do on top of the fact that, you know, they increased the AI of the ghost. They, they haven't added like any new features as far as like new equipment or anything yet. I don't know if they will, but it's still worth going back and checking out if you liked it. And if you've never played it before, get some friends together, especially some friends that don't like walking around their houses in the dark. Yeah, this is definitely not a game. And you'll have well, some Well, it's fun. definitely a game. It's it's. I don't like these games. I've said it many times before, but there's still something about it to me that I still want to play. Like I say, I'll still play it occasionally, a few games, and then I'm done. I get one good scare, and then I'm like, okay, I got, I got my, 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 my bar filled. I'm good. And my adrenaline I'll, is know, pumping for today. Yeah, I'm good for today. But no, it's it's actually really fun. Uh, there is, there's just a lot of levels to it that, you know, especially with a one person development team is, is just phenomenal. And uh, I'm glad that it's doing so well as it is. So that is uh, absolutely that is cool. Well, I guess we're going to get into uh, not only what we've been playing, but also, you know, our short attention news, because, you know, we got to talk about it. And the first thing we're going to talk about is the fact that if uh, you're like Demurin right now and you're playing Outriders, uh, most likely you've probably run into this. And if you haven't, uh, here's some news for you. So the way that Outriders worked is uh, when you first log into the game, uh, there is a, a queue essentially that you have to wait into um, that most people didn't realize. So what they thought was the game was freezing at the title screen. Um, but if you've ran, ran into this, it's actually not that. Um, they actually have said, just wait a little longer. Uh, this is different than the demo. Uh, the demo kind of, uh, you could get a, kind of get around this with um, like leaving the game and coming back in. Um, but the fact that this is an actual online game now with everyone, there is a queue that you have to kind of wait to sign in essentially um, for your character. So if you get caught at the main screen, you feel like you're stuck, uh, some people on Reddit have said like up to five minutes or so, just let it sit and then eventually you will get logged in. Um, and obviously it's launch day. There's going to be some issues. Eventually some of this stuff will be fixed and, uh, and you'll have a good time. But so far, uh, I'll let, uh, Demurin tell you about it next week, but so far the reviews have been pretty good. Yeah. And we come back as we do week after week to a game worth talking week after week, which is Valheim. And this time, uh, for those that are familiar with the concept of this Viking world, it, um, it's very much a disc of a world with waterfalls on. It's a flat earth with waterfalls on the edges. Well, one guy decided that he wanted to see what's beyond that edge. And there's these just massive rolling oceans all around the edges. And he built a bridge, which, um, of itself is amazing because it isn't like Minecraft where you can just build a bridge with no support straight out. There is a little bit of physics in these bridges to get them to stay up. Um, and he made it all the way out and made it to the edge of the world and looked around and stared into the void and the void stared back. Actually, mm -hmm. it was just blue. Um, he even tried to jump off afterwards, but it's it's amazing he made it that far. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of work. Keeping up with Valheim, uh, it has been something that a lot of people decide to mod and to custom build structures in it, like the Coliseum or the Millennium Falcon. Well, one person decided to build an entire continent. He wasn't happy with just any continent. He built in Northrend from World of Warcraft. Uh, he basically built the entire continent in here, modded it in. At first, I thought this was like, oh, they, they procedurally generate their stuff. So this is like a million monkeys on a million typewriters. Eventually, you'll find World of Warcraft within Valheim, <laughs> uh, even with the odds being against it. But he modded in uh, this entire continent with the biomes mapped correctly to how they were in world of Warcraft. Now he hasn't gone so far as to put the dungeons and things in yet, but at least he's got the start. So definitely a labor of love for someone. Yeah. And then getting to games that we 
used to talk about a lot, and now we don't really anymore, uh, unfortunately. Uh, but Cyberpunk. Uh, so Cyberpunk 2077, CD Projekt Red actually made a statement earlier this week that stated that uh, they're going to hold back on the multiplayer aspect of the game and more focus on fixing the game first and then potentially adding multiplayer to all of their series uh, series on the CD Projekt Red line. Um, so they said uh, previously we hinted that our AAA next AAA game would be a multiplayer cyberpunk game, but we've decided to reconsider this plan given our new more system um, system systemic and an agile approach. And in, instead of primarily focusing on one big online experience or game, we are focused on bringing online to all of our franchises one day. Sure. Uh, also with that, they also made another statement that uh, they're going to stop hyping up their games before wait, wait, the release. Wait. Hold on. You got two Cyberpunk 2077 stories in a row? Yes, I do. Are, are you trying to sneak something in on us? I'm are not. you trying to sneak in a Cyberpunk 2077 weekly update with I, Zycia? I didn't even realize I was until now. But but yeah, so CD Projekt Red came out and said that uh, they're going to adjust their development process and uh, potentially try not to ever hype up a game in the future again because... Well, we've seen, we've seen where this went, uh, actually, with the latest patch that they did. Um, actually, I don't know if the patches. Yeah, released yesterday. Uh, that thing was like 500 something lines long of code fixes that they did for this last patch. Uh, so obviously the game is probably about almost halfway done now. One, one of the patches was fixes various bugs in sex scenes. Oh, well, great. So if you have bugs and sex scenes, it's probably a bad thing. You should see your doctor. Whoa. Uh, but ultimately, yeah. they're uh, they, crabs, they, they did a 500 pat like 500 line patch. And uh, like I said, the game's probably in about halfway uh, realistic now of what the game should have been. Uh, so about another few months and we may have a full game. Another one of the patches was if your vehicle gets stuck, you can now try rocking it back and forth and you may get it unstuck. That also works in other aspects as well. But yeah, by, by the way, did you know one of the bugs that they fixed was that they corrected the sign for when you're uh, I think it's when you're entering Night City. No, the game released with the sign having a typo on it. They spelled night wrong. Oh, that's fantastic. They transposed two of the letters that's of fantastic. the main locale. That you spend all of your time in. That's hilarious. I didn't Somebody even realize typoed that. the fucking sign and they just fixed it. About what? accurate. Like, how does it take? Seriously, how is it? How long has it been out? How does it take that many months? We've already done these to correct <laughs> night spelled incorrectly <laughs> on oh, the biggest man. city in your game. Yep. No, Jesus. That is what it is. So. Uh, so speaking of dead things. Or almost dead things. Uh, Stadia has pro has updated their games for April 2020. Are you trying to like steal the thunder of the video that I send out every month? Uh, that'll be coming out this weekend. No. Uh, but uh, Stadia uh, is releasing more free games for April uh, 2021. Uh, is Stadia still alive? I'm like, is it gasping? It's kind of why uh, I threw the article in here because I was like, eh, it's it's more news about this thing that probably d doesn't exist still. Uh, I'm not sure. SpongeBob SquarePants battle for bikini bottom rehydrated. Uh, yeah. Yee's eight. If you like fighting games, uh, pick Unico. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but a puzzle game. So I'll probably have to repeat all of those when I do my video about the free games for the month that I'll be recording likely tomorrow and probably releasing this weekend. Back so, to you, Bob. SpongeBob? No. Uh, in other news, uh, no. EA is actually going Mike to start Bob. creating Bob another EA franchise, which they're actually familiar with. They've had this one before. It's uh, golf. They're going to actually do PGA. I see you yawning. Golf is fun. I like playing golf. Okay. 
Um, anyway, so they actually uh, 2K announced. Okay, I can see playing golf might have some redeeming values. Sometimes you can drive that little fucking car. Um, sometimes there's beer carts. You can get beer when you get dehydrated out on the course. And the rest of the time you're using a crooked stick to smack this ball into a fucking hole. If you're not like moving your ball and trying to cheat. So but playing it in a video game. Yeah, it's fun. I like it. Anyway, if you're a fan of golfing in an actual game, PGA game. So EA. So two weeks ago, 2K announced um, that it signed Tiger Woods for their new PGA game. Um, so EA kind of had to clap back somehow. And uh, what they've announced. That, Did so they? E- so EA had used to had Tiger Woods as their Tiger Woods golf game. That was the game they had uh, up until 2015. But he's not um, quite the catch that he used to be. Right. And then in 2015, uh, they kind of dropped that off. Uh, and then they picked it back up with Roy McIlroy uh, as far as PGA. I was going to say it was a McIlroy or something and then, like that. Uh, Some but, Scottish guy. Right. And then now the EA has announced that they're going to pick back up the PGA Tour, but they haven't announced any licensing yet or anything. Um, so that will be coming from EA. Uh, in other news related to sports, I also found out recently there's a game called uh, it's actually EB or ESBC. Uh, there's actually a video on YouTube you can check out. Um, but the idea is it is a it's called uh, Esports Boxing Club. And uh, if you're a fan of the boxing games uh, from similar to like EA's Fight Night, uh, and along those lines, this game looks very realistic and does all kinds of boxing things, which is really cool. Uh, the mechanics, the fainting, the the actual hitting, um, the way that they step, the movement. Uh, really cool video they have. It's it's currently in alpha, so it's it's the first look essentially. Uh, but you can look at it on YouTube. Uh, it is out there, and I'm actually looking forward to that one because I was actually a big fan of the Fight Night series. So there is that. I'm sorry, I fell asleep during the golf thing. Golf is if you fun. want to play a real game, go get What the Golf. Yeah, whatever. That's much better. Uh, so bringing us back to. OK, so this isn't exciting either. <laughs> it really isn't. Um, apparently, League of Legends has a new character. Shocker. They're always adding to the roster. They did. And it is this, uh, you play as Gwen, a doll who fights with a giant pair of spectral scissors. But apparently to some vocal group of the community. And and listen, it's League of Legends. They highly over-sexualize all their characters, male or female, both of them, like many games do. League is probably a little bit more guilty of it than others. But there's actually a group out there that said, nope, nope, sorry. We're tired of sexy characters. You made Gwen too sexy. Too hot. (laughs) Too hot. Okay. Do do you know what game you're playing? Some people don't. uh, No, granted, they, they had some fun with doing some of their own art. Um, and it was actually some pretty cool art. I think, I think really what it came down to wasn't, uh, like, cause that's kind of a clickbaity title. Like, Oh my God, they're tired of them making all the characters too hot. And really, I think it was that they were kind of upset that riot hadn't gone far enough to make new characters feel different, unique, uh, as I damn near quote the polygon article here to be fair. Uh, unique in such a big roster. I mean, they do. They have a large, large roster of characters. And a lot of it is like these hot cut men and you like sexy ladies. And and they're like, well, like, give us something different here. And I can kind of get behind that a little bit. Yeah. And to end our short attention news. Um, so Counter-Strike, if you're familiar with one of... Uh, you know, Valve's hugest games out there that's making lots and lots of millions and millions of money off of just skins. Uh, they're actually having to fix. Well, the FBI is actually getting involved with some of the match fixing that's happening uh, in the esport world, which I know all of this sounds really crazy that we're talking about esports and the FBI and Counter-Strike. But uh, it does happen. Um, Who would have thunk? Yeah. The, Who would have uh, thunk that you would have had a story on here? And the thing they flash up on the damn page is the seal of the FBI. 
Yeah, I know. Sorry. I know, it's weird. Esports Integrity Commission, or the ESIC, uh, has came along that in Australia, there was some match fixing uh, and throwing in the Australian Counter-Strike, and because of that, it got a lot deeper. Uh, there was a YouTube um, chat user, Slash32, uh, kind of outlined how it was going. Uh, he went into describing, and the, the quote they have is basically uh, described as classic match fixing. Uh, players are being bribed by outside betting uh, syndicates in order to fix matches rather than just playing uh, the players just doing it on their own uh, bat opportunistically and it's been going on for a lot longer and so forth and so on. So even that the FBI had to get involved. Uh, so they're still trying to clean that up. And uh, and the main thing is like, you know, obviously legal esports betting in America is not legal at all. And uh, spending and betting on pretty much any kind of like online thing right now is still very new in the U.S. for like DraftKings and actual sports and things. So. Um, but yeah, it, uh, that did happen and it's, uh, it is a thing and, uh, yeah. That's just kind of such a weird concept that you would have these companies getting involved with legal bets on, I, it's easy enough on a physical game to like throw a game and throw shots and, you know, but on a digital game where there's so many much more ways to like manipulate and fuck with it and screw with it. And like, yeah, that just as we seems talked about like a cheat company getting busted earlier today. <laughs> right. Exactly. That had over 76 million in revenue. Uh, yeah, that's kind of weird. What about them emails? We ain't got no emails, but if you want to check them, I mean, we God get emails. We got like, bless it. Like when I log into Twitch, it tells me or I've got like some random podcast site saying, hey, you should check out our stuff and we'll promote you or something. Uh, obviously, send us an email, goasasgaming.com. We'll read it. We'll tweet it. We'll do whatever. You know, give us give us something. Um, obviously, that's all we have. Uh, so anyway, um, if you want to, if you uh, this what that's what got our attention this week, uh, per usual. If you like what you hear and potentially would like to see the video, uh, we do broadcast live on Twitch on Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Typically, roughly, uh, unless something happens. Uh, and then uh, we throw the video up on YouTube afterwards. So if you are interested in checking this out live, you can. Or if you just want to catch the video version, uh, feel free to head over to our YouTube, uh, which you can find from just going to sasgaming.com. Uh, if you want to follow me personally, uh, I'm Zycia. Uh, you can follow me at Twitter at Zycia Gaming or if you're on Twitch, just Zycia XYCIA. And uh, Brian, what you got? Hey, send us in an email at that uh, address earlier. Uh, rewind if you want to get that address. Uh, and you send in an email and maybe I'll do something like put a clown nose on Mike for most of the video without him knowing. So it'd be very funny. What? Another, no one said anything. I'll edit that out too. You don't listen, so you won't remember. It's like one of those things. You can follow like, me, I don't watch Phoenix Nova, P-H-O-E-N-N-I-X underscore Nova on Twitch. Get rid of the underscore for Instagram and uh, Twitter, uh, which you'll find where I tweet out some of the uh, Lego inspired stuff that I do, uh, which I've been doing quite a bit of recently. So you can start seeing some content on that already. I've got a lot out there already. Uh, Venus. Uh, Mrs. Phoenix is also involved. So love to see the fireflies show up for that. Nice. And uh, obviously, you know, continue wearing a mask. If you're in a state where you in, and you can get a vaccine and you're willing to get a vaccine, uh, go do that. Um, I was actually able to snake one in today at a local Walmart. Uh, so that was kind of neat that I got to pick up my order that I ordered online <laughs> and pick up a quick vaccine. So uh, that is happening. It is rolling out faster uh, now. Uh, and hopefully, if you're listening, you're in a place where you can potentially do that. Uh, ultimately, yes. still wear a mask. Still, still be safe. And, uh, you know, we'll be able to hang out sometime in the future. Uh, so anyway, until next time, you guys be safe. Play be some easy, boss monster. And uh, yeah, play some boss monster. You guys take care. <laughs>